and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi everybody, I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 423. That's right. What are we talking about tonight? Godzilla vs. Kong trailer, giving our initial thoughts and conjecture, and I don't know how far we're going to go into the, down the rabbit hole, but I guess we'll find out, and, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, I guess we, there's nothing left but to just get into it. It is a two-minute, 24-second trailer. Uh, Mark and I are over on Warner Brothers Pictures, the uh, YouTube channel Warner Brothers Pictures. It is titled Godzilla vs. Kong, official trailer posted on January 24th. It's already got 51 point four million views half of those are me uh, <laughs> all right. all right. are we ready yeah go ahead all so, right. so i'm so high. i'm you're gonna play it into the in the to the mic right that's what you're gonna do i mean i can uh i didn't have it set up that way i thought we, we could have edited it in but i can definitely do that now just give me three seconds let's see godzilla versus kong pull it up i mean that was it i just needed it back it up back it up back it up all right all right so let me turn it sideways all right three two one here we go this is our only chance we have to take it These are dangerous times. Godzilla's out there. 
he's hurting people, and we don't know why. There is something provoking him that we're not seeing here. I'm of the same opinion. In the midst of real there was a war. And they're the last ones standing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chad. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know about the the whole "Here We Go" song. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's a fight, it's a fight movie. So, like, you gotta have some sort of an amp, I guess. Uh, songs to really kind of build some excitement for things, I guess. But I, eh, I don't know. Uh, but that's that's really my only complaint about. It. I, I'll tell you what. Overall speaking. I'm glad that the Godzilla films have gotten lighter and lighter. And I mean that literally in terms of brightness, because this past weekend I rewatched Godzilla Skull Island and Godzilla King of the Monsters. And holy shit, dude, like unless you are in a pitch black room, it is so hard to watch those final fight sequences, the final half of the movie or whatever for the first Godzilla movie. Like it's got to be dark in the house for you to see what the hell is supposed to be happening on the screen um so i'm glad that you know they've they've kind of gotten better and better with that now with godzilla king of the monsters you know there was the they were fighting on the arctic shelf in the snow but the light between the two of their atomic different different sort of blasts between Ghidorah and Kong or in godzilla helped sort of light things up the explosions helped light things up uh things like that uh you know, uh, it, it was still sort of difficult to see things at the end of the movie when Ghidorah and, Co- and Godzilla went up against each other in Boston. You know, then Godzilla got supercharged and turned red and melted everything around him. So, like, you know, that was at least a little better. But now, like, you know, looks like at the very beginning of this trailer sequence, we have an explosion during the relative daytime. The fight on the sh- on the aircraft carrier seems to be taking place either sunset or dawn. Um, you you have the big the bigger fight between Kong and Godzilla looking like it's taking place maybe Japan Tokyo something like that buildings just covered in neon light so like it, it seems literally brighter so it's it's gonna be like really cool to see you'll see a lot more of the actual action the first the 2014 movie was way way there were there were multiple complaints about that movie and this this is why you're hoping that Godzilla versus Kong will change some of that obviously skull island was was didn't have the same major flaws across the board which maybe factors into why it did better financially but godzilla obviously godzilla was barely in godzilla 2014 it was pitch black almost the entire time plus they again went out of their way to keep godzilla hidden so you didn't really get a good full look at godzilla until basically you got to the you know to the final fight scene what in san francisco uh right i mean that was yet, that was yet another movie that was destroyed san francisco yeah, well, yeah, but you you did get like a brief full look at him uh, in Hawaii. Well, after, yeah, yeah. Yes, but it was it was it was brief. You like saw more of his foot, I think, than you saw. <laughs> well, yeah, you saw his foot, and he stopped down, and then like uh, I think a tanker truck on the runway exploded uh, and sort of lit him up as he roared at the muto. Yeah, and and 
And King of the Monsters was a little better on that front. But again, it, it just makes you wonder because even though when you see the CGI on Godzilla, it looks pretty good. But it's either so maybe it's not that they're not confident that the, that the CGI is good. They just don't want to spend the money to have to make that good of CGI every single time. <laughs> so they de- so they deliberately shoot, you know, shoot in quotes since it's not real uh, in darkness to to hide that. And obviously they've had less concerns in with King with Kong, maybe because it's easier doing something that's CGI based on a real living creature, I suppose, maybe. Uh, I mean, it certainly worked for Planet of the Apes, you know, too. So I I do think I think the jury's still out whether this whether this movie is going to be lighter f- as from a Godzilla perspective, whether we're going to see a lot of Godzilla during the day. That, I mean, that could be the only sequence of the whole movie that Godzilla's in the day. Uh, but. I don't I think people will forgive that sin if there's a lot more a lot more monster action and there's a lot less people action, which you don't know if you're getting. I know the the let's let's cut to the chase. The trailer works very, very well, considering. And I almost mentioned this when we did the movie preview episode, but the TV spots had already started to come out. So I knew it was like a foregone conclusion that they were going to do this in short order. But as soon as they made that final announce that, well, what turned out not to be the final announcement, but the announcement that they were moving it up to March and then made a liar out of me when I said, well, you could pretty much take it to the bank, that movie, stick it to the release date, and then they push it back a week. <laughs> but once they made it clear this movie was coming out at the end of March, and since the movie was original, well, since they did the, the the reshoots and changed the movie, it was originally supposed to come out in November of 2020, long before COVID, you knew they had they had enough stuff and they didn't have a full trailer already cut. You knew they had the material to cut a trailer in short order. So my original thought was when they made that announcement was if they don't put this trailer out, like within two weeks, they're nuts. And they put this and this is what, and the reaction to this is interesting because I think this is the benefit of, of having an advertising campaign that never really started for a movie that got derailed totally by COVID. And then you kind of see that how you put a trailer out for a project that, yeah, most people knew it was coming out, but it was hard to say it was really on every, on the top of everybody's list, partially because we hadn't seen anything from it or about it, that that a good trailer can still generate the interest in this project. So that's, I'm really curious to see how it's going to do box office wise, let's say compared to in its opening weekend, compared to uh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84, assuming that the box office conditions don't change dramatically for the better. And in, in the next month or so, I'll be curious to see, because I don't think, I think the stop and go really hurt Wonder Woman 1984. And of course the word of mouth didn't help when it came out. But I think Kong versus Godzilla, which a lot Godzilla versus Kong, a lot of people were skeptical, me included, about the movie. I'm still nervous about the movie. The trailer didn't make me does not as more of a Kong guy, despite how the trailer was shot. It doesn't make me feel makes me feel a little better. But I still have my reservations about what they're actually going to do do with the story. It seems like ultimately all they want to do is pump Godzilla up. So even though the trailer is extremely King Kong heavy, that I still have a hard time believing that even if it's a even if it's one of those losses where somebody's like unconscious for like four seconds or something before they team up that I find it hard to believe that Godzilla won't win somehow at the end of the day before they, before they team up. But I, I thought the trailer did everything it was supposed to do. Some, some people have speculated that the way the trailer was cut on purpose was to kind of like alleviate a lot of what we talked about in the movie preview episode, the people that just can't get over the, get over the, Oh God, King Kong could, your King Kong could never beat Godzilla. How could, how could it be a fight that I, part of the trail could have, 
could have been cut the way it was to make it clear why King Kong has a shot against Godzilla. And so, but it also makes sense that Kong has, he has to be the POV monster of the two of them. He's a lot more relatable. He's a lot closer to being human. He's a lot more relatable. His, his backstory is a lot more tragic. Even if you want to believe that Kong and Godzilla now are the last of their respective species, which we don't 100% know Kong is Kong is more of a given, but that was kind of always part of Kong's you know, sad backstory that he was like the last, the last of his kind. The reality, though, is that this tra- you know, this trailer does succeed. I, we, it still remains to be seen how much of a villain Godzilla really is. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But it makes sense to set up Kong as being more of the natural good guy. The question remains whether Godzilla is actually a bad guy or not. That's debatable. Yeah. Um, in terms of how he's going to be able to fight Godzilla, just looking through some of the comments on the YouTube video, uh, one of them, Godzilla is hurting people and we don't know why Godzilla, <laughs> or sorry, humans, sends a big ass gorilla with a stormbreaker. <laughs> but just what, uh, yeah, we'll talk. But I, I, I've, I mean, I've heard some things about this movie, which might, in, which would indicate why, like, depends how far we want to get in again down the rabbit hole we want to get later because again not it's not it's all conjecture nothing is proven so it's i mean but if people but it could be something that if people don't want to you know hear about because it could it could possibly be a spoiler but again you know that that's why i get shaky about this but yeah um yeah so uh in terms of the trailer so the three to four second mark that is Look, man, I don't know how is that 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 is anything other than a street view looking up view of Mechagodzilla. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that that, that has to be Mechagodzilla. Plus, there's, plus there's red. Plus there's like red there, like yeah. in the sky, as opposed to the blue, which a lot of people point to to point when they say that. Oh no, this is really Godzilla because always oh, spine lights up blue, which which doesn't mean, of course, the. I, I'm sure they probably could come up with a Mechagodzilla whose spine lit up blue too until the to the. Uh, <laughs> till the T what eight hundred skin got peeled off and then it was red underneath. <laughs> yeah, and I think so. So to continue through the trailer, about the twenty eight second mark, we get introduced to this little girl in the jungle. Now she looks, uh, she looks uh, Asian of Asian descent, uh, as did the people who were native to the Skull Island um, in in Kong Kong versus or sorry, just in in Skull Island, uh, the film. I'm wondering, is is she a part of that tribe or is she because if you if you again, since I watched all these films again last weekend, it's very clear that um, in the after credit sequence of of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, where they have all these headlines and stuff that after the skull the events of the skull island movie took place and it could have been immediately after it could have been just a couple of years but it it's clear that at some point after those events monarch set up a base at skull island to watch over what's happening over there and keep an eye on kong now is that base on skull island is it offshore with you know maybe drones or something looking over i don't know so is she the child of uh, of you know some monarch agents and the natives is she uh, a shipwrecked individual who grew up there is she part of this tribe because if we remember you know the tribe obviously uh you know had a much more you know native view of their dress code and their their habitations and things like that and she is dressed in relatively modern attire 
but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, anytime uh, a foreign culture visits another uh, culture, you know, they have an influence over their evolution as they move forward. So if monarchs set up a, a presence and, you know, as they as they move forward and uh, in 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 time after they got uh, not only what's his name, who was there since World War Two, but, you know, the rest of the people who have appeared after the Vietnam War. You know, did they just get influenced by their dress and slowly evolve their sense of style? Like, what well, I'm curious because she almost feel doesn't she sort of feel to you like the twins did always with Mothra, like they're doing the same thing. I I would say they may be trying to do the same thing. I don't necessarily. Obviously, I don't think it's. I, I I'm not going to say it the way I'm thinking it because it, it's going to come out wrong. But I I don't. I think they're going for they're going for a similar beat to try to have these. Try, try to have these connections. I would suspect she's from the she's from Skull Island. You could be right. She could be she could be because they obviously talk about you know better you know her family being killed. Uh, we don't know how, but uh, and maybe that and who knows maybe that's going to be the reason why there's a bond between Kong and the little girl because depending on what happened to the, her parents, then maybe Kong basically can relate since we know Kong's parents got killed by the skull crawler things. And I, I, I don't know. I th- it'd be curious to see if they do have an active base. I would tend to suspect it'd be offshore because obviously going on, going on to Skull Island would be asking for trouble onto itself, depending on how they approached it. Uh, you, you don't quite, maybe not. I mean, it's not set in stone that every time anybody sets on Skull Island just by doing so, especially with Kong having gone through what he did in Skull Island, that maybe he, he will be. Obviously, he has to be wary, but he may not. But he also knows that not everybody there is, you know, and not every person who comes to the island is going to be looking, to, you know, to cause a problem. But I, I do absolutely believe that the things they were talking about, you know, the seismic events and everything under Skull Island, I think that absolutely factors into what happens in the beginning of the movie, and also kind of some of the stuff Skarsgård was talking about. I think the idea of why they end up getting Kong off the island initially, I think has to may very well have to do with what's going on with on Skull Island itself, as opposed to, oh, we need we need him to stop Godzilla. It may not necessarily be that he's being drafted to do this initially as, as the primary goal. It could be a secondary goal. It could be, hey, you know, this could work in our favor. But I think it has to do with Skull. It may very well be that Skull Island is, you know, if it's not going under, it's getting close. And they realize and they want to make sure Kong survives. Um, so, yeah. And the hollow earth, obviously the hollow earth is going to, I think it's another thing that you would suspect is going to play a big factor into this because that's probably, that's probably where, you know, if, if it's not on skull Island itself, that's probably where Kong is going to find Mjolnir is when, when he goes into the hollow earth. Stormbreaker. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It technically would be storm, more stormbreaker because it is an ax. <laughs> um, Another and I, and and you know why you know obviously I'm listening to you, to you as you speak but as you do it I have the trailer playing in the background on mute so I can get to the points that I wanted to point out uh, at the minute 36 second mark when Godzilla is under the waters uh, powering up to shoot his atomic blast up uh, through the ship after Kong knocks him back in the water um, if you pause that you'll notice that his spines are lighting up but so are his eyes and under his neck. And now, it, it, you know, it's it's been X number of years since they've since the first Godzilla movie that came came out. So they could just be 
you know, upping their visual game and adding in more and more detail and things like that. Plus you throw into the fact, you know, I completely allow that it's, it's possible because we saw Godzilla turn red when he had all that radiation all the way through his skin and everything. So it's completely possible. But in the 2014 movie, when Godzilla first uses atomic breath, you saw like, you know, him going for the Muto or the Muto and, um, his his tail lit up first, the spines on his tail, and you heard the hum as it slowly moved up his back into his mouth. In none of that sequence did you see his skin light up. Now, again, could be the evolution of the effects in this franchise, could just be, you know, uh, whatever. But that's something I wanted to point out is... In the in the first in the first film when he used his atomic breath, it was it was the spines only that lit up, which was which was probably one of the two best scenes in that entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> the two best scenes were when got when his spine finally started lighting up and you knew what was coming, and the other scene was when he when he opened the the, the second Mudo's mouth and just blew <laughs> blew it right down his throat and ripped his head and blew his head off. Those were to me those were the best and the tail when he and then when he and when when the flying one was coming at him and he and he used and he used his tail to smash him into the building. But yeah, I I when 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 you do you know when you have when you have those little when you have those little details like that it is. It, it it does it does make you wonder you're right and and it also makes because obviously the you know the 500,000 pound gorilla in the room is is not so much at this point probably realistically that mecha it is mecha godzilla in the movie the question is how much mecha godzilla mm-hmm. is in the movie and how much of the king how, Con- yeah. yeah how much of the king kong godzilla action is actually king kong godzilla and so, and that's why it gets shaky i i would suspect well I think from just based on things even you and I have talked about, when you really break it down, there's like three, either three, there's only like three real possibilities of what's going on with Godzilla in this movie. Either one that almost everything that's going on that's going, that's being done bad is not being done by Godzilla at all, that it's all Mecha Godzilla. Or Godzilla is doing bad things because he knows what's coming and he senses Mecha Godzilla and he's trying to basically nip it in the bud. But we don't know that, and the people don't know that, so they're just seeing seeing the, the the destruction, which I'll get to in a minute. Right, and the third option obviously is that they some that somehow he's being controlled. Uh, so the, technically, those, all three are possible at yes, the same it, time. Yes, yeah, some 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 elements of because again, like like I think you and I talked about that if if Godzilla if it was really Mecha Godzilla fighting King Kong the majority of the time, well, Godzilla would sense that. Yeah. So then Godzilla would show up earlier. So that's probably the biggest reason to to believe. That God said most of the action in this movie was Kong and Godzilla is probably really going to be Kong and Godzilla. But you were correct. All th- all three, all three could be or elements of all three could come could come into play. Yeah. So another thing you need to take into consideration and we don't have to elaborate on it, but notice. And again, it's a two minute, 24 second trailer for a movie that's I don't know how long, but um, after the scene on the on the air on the aircraft carrier we don't see the little girl again. It's possible she dies in that attack. And that's what sends, you know, Kong, you know, into, into a fury. Uh, but that, uh, that's more unlikely, but I, I, again, uh, something to bring up, um, at the one minute, 42 second mark, 
of the trailer, you see this guy uh, behind a digital uh, with a digital readout behind him. You can't really make out what the entire thing says, but uh, it ends in ERY and then it says systems maximum charge. And there is a schematic that looks very much like a mechanized version of Godzilla. And it says maximum charge and it says number four, two, four, three, four, one C. I don't know if that means anything, but could be, um, but uh, it's the scene where the guy says these are dangerous times. Uh, so that's even further. I mean, we don't have to prove that Mechagodzilla is involved in this. I think it's proven based on that first, uh, you know, three to four second mark uh, of the trailer. This thing here. I think one other thing in the trailer, as well as the fact that we've already seen merchandise for Mechagodzilla. Um, uh, so that's just lending credence to that. I don't know that we need to go further into that. But the other thing I kind of wanted to mention to what you were just talking about, the various things it could be, is the map scene, which is about the one minute, 48 second mark, um, where you see, you know, kind of like, you know, newspaper clippings and uh, things kind of stamped all over it with uh, post-it notes uh, and things like that. So I just made the screen. Uh, I paused it. It's on 1080p quality, uh, things like that. Um, so throughout throughout uh, this map, which we can see the bottom half of North America, we can see all of South America, we see Africa, we see Saudi Arabia uh, on this thing. We see various post-it notes. One of them says Godzilla attack, uh, Apex facility attack, uh, Apex number two, Apex number three, Godzilla siding, connection between Godzilla and Apex, um what's next apex uh facility government building uh i think this is water facilities uh pier and mall something like that godzilla attack one um i thought there was one that said uh let's see godzilla attack confirm apex facility i thought there was something that said something about a connection between Godzilla and Apex. Well, yeah, connection God, between Godzilla and Apex that I mentioned earlier. Uh, newspaper clippings that say nuclear cover-up, what you need to know. The UN vetoes Godzilla. Uh, Monarch stumped as to Godzilla's motives. Godzilla attack claims lives. Uh, things like that. But what you're seeing here, essentially, is that Godzilla attacks seem to almost line up with Apex. Now, Apex was the was the group of of the 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 villains in the in uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, correct? I believe so. The Charles Dance group. Yes. Uh so it would make sense if Monarch has no involvement in um the creation of Mecha Godzilla that anywhere either Mecha Godzilla is being moved to or relocated to or attacking would be near an apex facility so that he can be charged or have maintenance or whatever done on him before said attack, right? So now either A, it's Mechagodzilla doing these attacks near apex facilities just to be nearby, or this really is Godzilla attacking because he has, as you said, sensed Mechagodzilla and is trying to get at him, hence the correlation between Apex facilities and Godzilla attacks. Right. I think that I think that makes I think that makes you know that makes perfect sense. So in a way, so my, which would kind of fit with historic historic in quotes movie movie wise historically. Kong would kind of like be stuck in a, you know, he'd be in the wrong place at the wrong time, not of his own making in the sense that obviously we know from the cave paintings 
that, and we're gonna, I'm sure we're going to get more of that in this movie, that, that, Kong, that the Kongs and Godzillas have been going at it for a long time. So there is an element of that natural rivalry between these, these two species, but it's also that Kong could literally be, he may not, Godzilla may not necessarily see him as, oh, he's worked like he's trying to protect Apex or Mecha Godzilla, but he may see him as an obstacle in that. So that's the reason why he wants to get through him. And you're right, depending on what damage Godzilla does, plus the natural rivalry between these the two species, that Kong may then make it his, make it his cause you know that it wasn't kong's fight but now that but now once it started now he's now now he's in it and he's, and he's fully invested in it yeah uh another point to mention at the two minute seven second mark uh there's a lot of stuff in the sort of uh location and finding and discovery that there's been a rivalry between them in the past as well as the finding of the axe the handprint things like that it makes it part of it makes it look like skull island but it more looks like hollow earth. Like yeah, we're talking it, yeah. we're, like it. Cause it looks like a journey to the center of the earth sort of effects. Like there's this whole ecosystem with an air pocket and its own, its own, you know, ecosystem and you know, species and stuff down there. Uh, that that's it. That's what it looks like because like you see him standing on various things, but also in the background where you normally see skyline, there's like more land. So it's almost like he's in a bubble of earth. So that's what it looks like here. But what's interesting is in the two minute seven second mark, Godzilla, or sorry, Godzilla, uh, King Kong is standing on um, this blue lit up piece of earth, but it's in the shape of Godzilla. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means anything, but it's very interesting because I thought it was just this random bit of blue. But if you pause it right at 207, you see that it's the shape of Godzilla. Like in the water? No, uh-huh. he's not. He's not standing in the water. He's standing. No, on but ground. Godzilla. Look, is, is it Godzilla in the water? No, no, no. It's 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 like a almost like a it's like a painting on the ground that's lit up. Are, are you at the two minutes? Right, seven but I mean, is it supposed to be Godzilla swimming? Because it doesn't. I don't quite see how much it, how much it looks like Godzilla based on what how I'm looking at it. Unless unless the top part are his spines. That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to visualize. What you're seeing, I'm trying to put the two and two together. So the only way, when I for the way, the way, unless I'm miss, missing uh, something, to me, the only way I saw it really being Godzilla was because I thought the stuff towards the back of King Kong's head, towards going towards the upper part of the screen, were like his spines. Yeah, they are. And if you look at, uh, <laughs> it looks like uh, King Kong is standing on his head. Uh, and uh, oh, okay, it's his it's his mouth. He's yeah, standing yeah, at yeah. his mouth. Now I can now okay. So yeah. yeah. I, so so maybe maybe it is supposed to represent him swimming then based on the if based on the position that he's in. I mean, it looks like he's or, or he's lunging forward, I suppose. I guess it could be. Yeah, it looks like he's standing on flat earth. So, it, you know, it, it's got to be a painting or something of some kind or I mean, it somehow lights up. I don't I don't know what role that plays, if any. I don't know what that signifies. I can't even begin to speculate. And I'm sorry, I already sent you the screenshot, but it just loaded. So there you have it, even though you've already seen what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, there we go. So that's interesting. Uh, and the I think the last thing of note, uh, I mean, obviously, we have we have the axe and him and him slamming it down on his head and then just sort of ends. OK, yeah. The last thing I wanted to bring up is something that's not in this trailer at all. 
because we've talked a lot about Godzilla as motives, Mecha Godzilla's motives, Apex's motives, uh, King Kong, how he gets there, why, what's been going on in Skull Island. But I think there's a crucial part of the conversation and, and the theories, and, and, I, and I, not to say that it's not being addressed elsewhere online, because I'm sure people are talking about it. I just haven't paid attention. The end credit scene of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, or what's his name from Apex, is buying off the black market the severed head of Ghidorah, because they wouldn't have added that in unless it meant something. So I, I. In in rewatching Godzilla versus in Godzilla King of the Monsters, to me, and I'm not trying to sound smart or anything, but to me, there is nothing about the Orca that and for those of you paying attention at home, that's the device they use to sort of help control the monsters with the, the sounds and everything in, in King of the Monsters. There's nothing about the Orca as we go through that movie and it gets we get more and more about how it was made and explained and stuff like that set up. That cannot be reproduced once you understand the basic gist of it. So that could go to sort of Godzilla, you know, throwing a fit, things like that. The things you said about potentially controlling Godzilla in some way, shape or form. It's possible Apex has recreated the Orca in some fashion and maybe not gotten it quite right. And it's screwing things up for them or they've got it perfectly right. Or made even, even made improvements on it. We don't know the the extent of Apex's uh, funding and 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 reach and how big their organization is. But what is the the puzzle piece that fits in with buying black market uh, Titan information, including the the severed head of Ghidorah? The only thing I could think of it playing into would be the 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 exoskeleton i i e the skin uh making that look realistic or whatever on mecha godzilla but that almost seems like too big of a stretch like too much work to go through but you know it depends on why what their motives are for building mecha godzilla and why they want him to look authentic like I, i'm just there's that piece of the puzzle because this thing the godzilla versus kong is written and by and and directed by basically the same people who were on the original films so you know they're going to use all the pieces of the groundwork they've laid in the past so why is that in credit scene there in godzilla king of the monsters well that could just well I, the easy answer is that they're just setting up mecha Ghidorah. <laughs> but I think well see here's here's the thing here's the thing about the movie regarding Mecha Godzilla. While we know Mecha Godzilla's in the movie, we all naturally assume that Mecha Godzilla is going to appear as he originally appeared, which is always oh, like like the, the T800, but looking like Godzilla on the outside until you realize that oh he's not really Godzilla. There's a chance Mecha Godzilla might appear in this movie just as just as Mecha Godzilla, which means maybe the creation of Mecha Godzilla is to be seen as a savior because Godzilla is on a rampage and needs to be stopped. So then you don't. So the, so they may not. So there's deception because you're the one who's. If you go with that theory, that either because they knew Godzilla would naturally, if they, based on the theory that they knew Godzilla would sense something was up regardless, regardless of whether they're using anything with Ghidorah, his his skin or anything like that. Obviously, that would set Godzilla off if they were doing using that to build the, you know, the uh, living tissue part of the cyborg. But if they didn't do that and they just knew Godzilla was going to sense, was either going to sense them working on Ghidorah for another project or sense 
just the 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 imbalance that they were creating and he'd go after them then they, then you wouldn't necessarily have to disguise your monster and make him look like Godzilla because Godzilla as as this trailer kind of plays out is being is being viewed now as a bad guy that he, that he did a heel turn so you would just need your monster to show up to be, to beat Godzilla to say hey we just saved the world from Godzilla who 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 freaked out there's there's a potential element there's a potential element of that of that too or and also that mech, depending how much mecha godzilla's in the movie it's like mecha godzilla could just be he could just be waiting in the wings to have these two guys beat the hell out of each other and then whoever barely wins and all of a sudden mecha godzilla shows up and that's when and that's why the other two end up they end up teaming up because the fact that regardless of whether one or the other might have had a shot against mecha godzilla under normal circumstances because these two have been beating the hell out of each other for a, a, a sizable portion of the of the, of the movie and are, and are have both taken on damage that now neither one of them would by their on the on their own would be able to stand up to mecha godzilla or just the fact that his his weaponry is so superior and maybe there's you know maybe he's got something that negates uh, uh godzilla's atomic breath or something like that too so who knows but i think there's lots of ways mecha godzilla can go in this movie even if he does not come show up as the classic the original Mecha Godzilla, which would be a missed opportunity, I would think. I would think you'd want to. Mm. It's a fine line because people will be unhappy if people would be unhappy if the majority of the fights between Kong and Godzilla are not between Kong and Godzilla. But in a way, if you're going to have Mecha Godzilla, that's part of you know what makes Mecha Godzilla cool. Or at least originally, was not just that. Oh, look what he looks like underneath. It's the fact that in the beginning nobody knew that he wasn't Godzilla, other than the fact he was doing weird on Godzilla-like things, kicking the crap out of all these Angelus or whatever, and, and destroying things. And it's like, oh, Godzilla wouldn't do that. Why would he do that? Because he didn't. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I, on the one hand, you know, like you don't want these films to be too slavish to you know the franchise. That came, you know, it, just the, the entries in the franchise that came before. But I mean, it's just, it's almost too iconic to have the skin over, over the suit and or, or, or over the mech and have it, you know, the right hit or the right blast knock off a piece and you see the metal shining through and you're like, oh shit, like that's just this, that's just almost at this point a, a staple visual of Mecha Godzilla. So. But at the same time, you know, people can complain often about things being too slavish to um, that sort of a thing. So, I, I mean, six of one, half dozen of the other. So it's just, you know, which 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 would we prefer? It just, you know, them. Um, I, I don't want to say it has the, the same impact or the, the, the same the same uh, meaning to people as it does like the the cap saying Avengers assemble and end game, but it's, it's kind of like one of those types of things. Like you just, you expect that to be what happens based on your fandom of the franchise. You're like, Oh, if it's Mecha Godzilla, he's got to have the skin over him. We got to play the long con. And we, then we have to see the, the metal peeking through the skin at one point. Right. That's, that's just how this goes. Um, but you're right. You know, it, it, they, they could go a different way with it. It's just, I don't know how that would go over. So I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's that's something. You know, uh, you're right. It makes the most sense if if Ghidorah's head is set up for Mecha Ghidorah, um, because I mean that's that's just you know that that was a thing. Um, but you know, would for, first of all, you know, this is the movie. Like this has to perform, or we're not getting anything else out of this franchise. There's no way. Um, 
but you know uh, it's and not to say that they can't lay groundwork for something that never comes to be because that's happened a billion times but would we want two mechas in almost a row i mean the, nothing is telling us that they have to be setting it up for for the what that would be the fifth movie in the franchise it could be set up for the sixth who knows but like would we accept oh we're doing the mecca again my god <laughs> yeah i mean that 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 is a good point i mean plot wise you could you could kick the can down the road because obviously that might be see it depends what they do with the technology too uh or the with, with the living tissue i mean so unless yeah unless they're actually going to try to like grow a new a completely new Ghidorah, which you would think would take time so so in the meantime let's let's see what we can do with the skin i don't know you're right i don't but it would i mean i'm sure if if they're gonna have the, t- the traditional mecha godzilla you would assume that something has to do with Ghidorah's skin helping them make that synthetic or making these you know the cyborg skin to to make on the surface make it look like godzilla or be able to genetically modify it you know to do what you need to do that makes the most sense. It also would make the most sense why if Godzilla was his radar, his spider sense was going off, why he, why he would detect that almost like the, like Ghidorah's back and he's trying to, you know, and he's sensing it and he's trying to, he's trying to destroy, you know, every, every time, every time he picks up on this, his instincts just draw him to it to destroy whatever facility that they're doing research on or wherever it pops up, which is also one of the theories about why Kong is sedated because it basically is because of the rivalry or the, between these two, alphas that basically as long as kong is sedated and basically unconscious that godzilla is not going to pick up on him that he they won't pick up uh, even though, even now that he's off skull island they won't godzilla may not he, he might not pick up on him as long as he's basically dormant uh or godzilla's and godzilla also might be preoccupied depending on what if what depending why he's doing what, what he's doing too yeah mecha godzilla is the right i mean i think mecha godzilla is the right way to go if they were going to do only one mech that would be that would be the way mm-hmm. to go. I mean, I think Mechagodzilla is as oh, it's arguable whether Ghidorah Ghidorah is oh, he's been around longer, but Ghidorah is more is seems has I think to be more of a A tier villain in Mechagodzilla's maybe like you know A minus B tier, but I do but I do think that I do think from a Mecha perspective, Mechagod most people would rather see Mechagodzilla than than any other. Me- mecha mecha creation unless we're gonna get mecha kong down the road <laughs> yeah um and i i think uh oh god what was his uh king caesar i think king caesar is too close to kong to to really throw him in there i think i think king caesar is in so like in terms of mechas i agree with you yeah we gotta have we gotta have if we're gonna go mecha we gotta have mecha godzilla but in terms of other other uh, kaiju that we haven't seen uh, in 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 this new franchise yet. I think Megalon, um, maybe Hedora, and I think the only other one I'd want to see who was I don't think I don't I don't think he was ever an enemy of Godzilla or like had a fight. He was definitely like shown as like a friend of Godzilla, but Angarius, I never could figure out how to say his name, but basically the one that walks on all fours, like a turtle has a, has spikes on his back on a shell. Yeah. He's like a, he's like uh what an ankle, almost like an ankylosaurus. Yeah. Almost like an ankylosaurus. Uh, he was usually shown as, as a friend to Godzilla or just one of the, one of the other monsters that happened to inhabit the Island. So yeah, like King Caesar, Megalon, Hedora, Anguirus, those ones, but none of, none of those seem really big. It's just, you, you, you kind of would expect that if we get another, another uh, Kaiju again, you know, down the line, it would be, 
we'd want to see Mothra again. Because, I mean, let's let's face it, Mothra kind of got cheated. <laughs> yes, big time. Yeah. Um, to be fair, the monsters I just listed were from the Showa era. Um, so as much as I love Space Godzilla... I don't really think we'd get we'd get space Godzilla uh, in the things. Getting baby Godzilla doesn't really make much of a sense either. I think I think I think we've sort of gone to the well already with the most iconic of the Godzilla monsters. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I've got for this. I mean, depending excuse me, de- depending on how this movie plays out, it'll be interesting to see what they what they are trying to set up for the next threat because you know they will whether we see it or not it's another story i think the marketing they have done it very very well with the marketing campaign on this movie so far now they can spit the bet on this real quick you know they gave us the tv spots that was cool they gave us the first trailer it went over really big regardless yes regardless of whether you like the music or not there's i know a lot of people were not were not necessarily regardless of how it that it pumps you up the they didn't think it was appropriate for that you know for this kind of for this movie or it was too generic to throw into something like a trailer like this. But so far they did exactly what they showed. They, they made the movie look cool. They gave you, you know, they, they gave you some answers to things in like a good trailer. They raised more questions actually than it answers. So they're good. Now they can give us some more TV spots. Like in February, I wouldn't be putting out a second trailer to the, at least the end of February, first week in March or they maybe they can do it, but I mean, they could clearly do it if they wanted to. But they could but they could very easily run the risk of doing the oversaturation, which we've seen with a lot of movies, including Ultron, where they just spit the bit and they're showing you way too much and they just keep showing you stuff. And the reality is, I don't think especially right now, they don't need to do that. I think yeah. they I think give us give us one more really good trailer. And I think that's probably all we need. So I wouldn't be rushing to give us a second trailer since the movie's not coming out to like the last to like the 31st or whatever it is now, 30th, 31st, since they pushed it back a week. I'd get I'd go for one more trailer and they can give us some some more TV spots. That's fine. Give you a little snippet of something new. But they have something here. They they have people interested in this movie. How much it's going to do in the box office now is really not its fault because it's covid and most theater chains aren't open and most theater, you know, very few theaters are open period. So even if people wanted to go see this movie in the theater, it's, they're not going to be really, it's not really going to be viable for us. Certainly domestically, it's not going to be very viable. That option. So, so do you think there's a chance that the studio might look at COVID and take that into account with the numbers and go, well, it's close enough. We let's make another. Well, I think this, I think, well, first of all, they could, they could get an influx of uh, HBO Max subscribers. And that, and at the end, if there's a lot of people that are signing up relatively close to when this movie comes out, whether it's true or not, it's certainly a logical assumption to think that at least a significant part of that group would be because they want to see, they want to see Godzilla and Kong. I think, again, I think what's really, in a way, it kind of lifts expectations off this movie because you can't certainly domestically, you can't say this, this movie is pretty much take it to the bank. It's going to do worse than all the other ones because it has no chance to do anything close to equal or better. Cause of, cause, cause there aren't theaters for it to be playing it. Uh, may, it would be interesting to see, especially if, you know, if theaters and every, if, if things are, 
are significantly better in like in China, especially in, in Japan to see if this movie plays, you know, if, if it does really well overseas, especially in the Asian market. But I think this movie and whether this series continues was going to rise and fall on how people view it. People see this movie and, they, and gen, the general vibe off this movie is that people like it. Then I think they'll be OK. And I think it'll be enough for this to continue. I think if this turns if this basically turns out to be a supersized Batman v Superman and that's how people react to it, then, yeah, I think then they're probably going to, then it's going to be real easy for Warner brothers to just wipe their hands and say, okay, we can't keep doing this. Uh, I, I think there's a really good chance we'll get at least one more movie, but of course, in a way, depending what that movie is, it could be a letdown no matter what, because if the big draw in this movie is Kong and Godzilla and, and not just Godzilla. And of course, based on, you know, it's limited, a, li- a limited amount of data, but based on how well Kong Skull Island did, considering and when it came and when it came out too, that was a March release. Uh, Godzilla, the first one, I, the the first, the first one I think was May. One of one of the one of the two Godzilla movies was May, if not both of them, and the other one came out over the summer. So March is not a great dumping ground for you know, for a movie you ex- to expect to do really really well. Doesn't mean movies haven't. Captain Marvel was May. But March, excuse me. But most movies in March, you don't expect a movie that comes out in March to do very, very well. So when you look at the money Kong Skull Island did, what it made, and it, I think some people were confused about that movie, thinking that it was like another remake of King Kong, too. That movie did really, really well. So if people are really, if people really come out of this being really happy with the fight, but also you know, if Kong ends up being the de facto fan favorite out of this, regardless of who wins the fight. And if he's not in the next movie, it's just a God, you know, it's just Godzilla dealing with whatever the next threat is. That could be that could take, you know, that could be a shot across the bow from a box office perspective, too. That could derail, derail the, the momentum. Um, so we're going to have to see on that front. I think the second trailer will be more Godzilla centric. I don't think it means I don't think I don't think we're going to have dueling narratives necessarily where they're going to where the second trailer is going to make Godzilla look like the good guy, even if he is the a co-good guy, I don't think we're going to know that till the movie comes out. I think they'll keep that under under wraps. I don't think I don't think they're going to try to make it, oh, maybe Kong is a bad guy. And God. I think they kind of spit the bit on the first trailer with that. And logically, in a way, it's like a this is like a hero version of Freddy versus Jason, that, there's, oh, that Jason is always going to be more sympathetic and more relatable just because he's got more of a tragic backstory. And not that, not that Kong is, you know, not that Kong, I mean, Godzilla is Freddy Krueger by any stretch of the imagination in this universe, certainly this version of Godzilla. But King Kong is always more relatable and he's more he's more his tra- and his story is much more tragic. And he serves and he serves a similar role to what they set up for Godzilla in this in this universe as a protector. But Kong kind of was always that to, to, to a large extent, um, even though there have been obviously there have been modifications about how much you know the wall was meant to keep God Kong out versus, you know, keeping other things out on, on skull Island. But either way, I think that it'll probably be more action driven that favors Godzilla in the second trailer. Cause obviously the first trailer pretty much was all King, favoring King Kong. Godzilla did a few things that were cool, but every time they were fighting Kong was getting the upper hand. So I would suspect just to balance the equation and to make Godzilla fans happy that the action in the second trailer will be more God's pro Godzilla as far as the outcome of the fight. But I don't necessarily think, they're going to change the narrative to try to make it seem like um, 
they may tr- they could try to make it a little more mysterious. I don't think they're going to try to do, do do a complete 180 and make it seem like King Kong's the bad guy because that doesn't really seem viable. No, makes sense. All right. Anything else for this episode? No, I'm just trying to think if there's any if there's anything else about this movie that because I I did it did get a good rea- I did get a good reaction from this trailer. I mean, this isn't it did pump me it it did it did pump pump me up and that and that was that was kind of cool. Um, and so the beginning makes me made me feel bad. Whenever I see King Kong and Chains, it makes you feel bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe just because you know where historically that has always led in the past. <laughs> But it, that made me feel bad. Now, again, based on things that you hear, that may be the reason, you know, that he's in change basically for his own good. As far as if they had to get him off of Skull Island before Skull Island goes boom, that that then then it obviously becomes less of a less problematic. And obviously it would be a complete change of every other time we've seen King Kong, King Kong in chains. Um well, it also could be a weapon that he can use against Godzilla a la Skull Island when he uses it in the final sequence. Well, yeah, except if you notice, even on the aircraft carrier, you know, when, when he's leaning over the side and roaring, Kong still has the chains on him. When Kong punches him in the face, he doesn't. Yeah, the chains true. are already off. So obviously, it's, safe, it's probably safe to say that either the chains are only effective because they're keeping him sedated or somewhat sedated, or they also have a mechanism to release the chains if they need to, because no matter what, whether they're taking, they're trying to get Kong off the of Skull Island to get him off the of Skull Island, and because he might help them later on, or they're just taking him off the of Skull Island, and there's nothing wrong with Skull Island, but they're taking him to because they need someone to square off with Godzilla. At the end of the day, they're still going to need to get the chains off him because if Kong's still chained when Godzilla shows up and you can't get the chains off, it's going to be a real short fight. Sure. <laughs> so. uh I, I am I am very I'm more optimistic about this movie. Again, I expect Godzilla to win because it seems like that's the universe that they built. Not because not and it's not necessarily because King Kong should win. Uh, again, depending how we, as long as you know it's a good it's a good showing for both and it's and it's that I guess that's all you could really hope for, especially if if like everybody suspects they do end up teaming up at the end to take on Mecha Godzilla. And then I guess that's all you could really hope for that 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 it's going to be a good sh- a good showing for both and that and maybe it's like turning the corner because if they if they really are if they really are ancient you know rivals these species they are ancient enemies of each other that if they can come to some common ground and realize that in this current environment in the world that exists today they really aren't enemies so these two in their species may be enemy may have been enemies and their people may have been enemies but as individuals. They actually have more in common in what they're trying to accomplish, because that's one of the things that's one of the things that's rumored is that basically you, you find out more about what Kong's role in the world is, as opposed to which is may not just be Skull Island. His role may not just be to protect Skull Island, and that's what that's and or that's where his you know his people have always come from and always lived on. That he that Kong and his species may have a bigger role. Certainly, Kong as an individual may have a bigger role in in in, in the balance of things. So he and Godzilla could end up. If they're not they're not going to be going out for beers probably, but the reality is they may at least see each other as as not enemies, and they basically are as they both want the same things. All right, you want to tell people how they can reach us? I reckon I can do that. Lanterncast.com, Lanterncast at gmail.com. 
You can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook, hashtag GLCast to track us down there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, whichever platforms you listen to us on. Please leave us a positive review. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text, 708 Lantern is that number, including for our Twitter contest, which is which we've been getting a good response for, or two. And Eleven. That's right. In such an in pretty short notice as we're recording this. So that's that's good. If if we actually didn't get as much material out of this episode as we did, we were gonna delve into it, but it's probably good that we didn't because that way next episode we can just do them all that's right uh and uh i'm not telling you what the contest details are um that is episode 422 we get into it at the beginning of the episode so if you want to enter the contest and uh you'd like to know what the rules are they're not on twitter they're only on episode 422 go find 422 and listen to it you'll know what to do from there now I will say that as of right now, yeah, I mean it's it's common knowledge at this point that the uh, the the contest involves increasing our Twitter followers. Once it hits a thousand, that's when the contest ends. As of right now, we have 877 followers on Twitter, so it has increased a little, but not a lot. So if those individuals who have already entered, you know who you are. And those who will enter, uh, it's not going to give you anything extra. But if you want your entry to mean something sooner, try to, uh, you know, retweet the Lantern cast or, you know, use whatever hashtags, you know, get some attention from those who are already people you follow, uh, whatever. Make recommendations and get other people to follow the Lantern cast on Twitter. That will help your chances of ending the contest sooner. And you never know, if you help it in sooner, maybe that means it gives other people less of a chance to enter in time. Because once I see that Twitter follower goal hit 1,000, that's when I end the contest. So I'm just saying, you can manipulate things a little bit. Enjoy, have fun with it, but your your uh, your full information is in an episode 422. Nicely done, Chad. Nicely done. <laughs> and for those who follow, keep following because there's another Twitter contest uh, coming shortly thereafter. So uh, don't just follow for the uh, for the contest win and and then just once it's over, oh, I didn't win and unfollow. You still have more chances down the road. All right. Um, I don't think we want to say what's next. All we know is we'll be talking some feedback for sure, but everything else we'll um we'll figure out soon enough. It's we got some stuff that we're behind on. We probably would cover what most likely far sectors next. When, when did that come out? Last week or uh, this week? Don't don't you don't have to look. Either way, it's one of the two, right? Because Green Lantern had to come out one of these weeks too, or is coming out. Yeah, I I would say the the most likely. Episode, the next, the most likely uh, agenda would be Far Sector and Ten came was, out today. And came out today. Feedback, feedback, and Far Sector works for me. I'm excited for it. Cool. Uh, all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.